Hey guys, it's Sim and this is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 27th of July 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite. And I forgot to update the, there we go. I said everything to change the title of the stream, but I didn't click the done button. There we go. Now it's uploaded. Everyone's going to get the wrong notification. I apologize. But with that, we're live. We're talking AEW Dynamite. Let's throw up a poll really fast here on Twitch. Da, 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 da. Where's the poll button? There it is. There it is. There it is. We'll wait a few moments to let some more people jump in here. Let's throw a new poll. What did you think of tonight's Dynamite? I like it. It was all right. I didn't like it. Bingo, bango, shbango. Well, we'll be live in just a moment once we get more people in the chat. But with that, we had Dynamite tonight. I thought, just an average episode of Dynamite. Like most weeks, I didn't think it was overly great, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with the show. I didn't think it was bad or anything. But it's like, okay, we've got Fight for the Fallen. At least there is a reason. I guess you could say a reason. So, nothing special happened on this show. We set a couple things up, but that's really it. I mean, it was Fight for the Fallen, so that means there was a, a partner that they were raising money for. And I think we got an email about that, too. Oh, they said, they said, they said. Press release about Oceana. Uh, basically, they just said, hey. We're donating $100,000 to the Oceana Foundation. That was all. That was all. But with that, we got a couple of things set up, like a title match in two weeks. We've got um, Adam Cole and Red Dragon coming back next week and a number of other things. And there was good wrestling on the show. I will say that for sure. There's a lot of good wrestling on tonight's show. And a couple of swerves that I didn't see coming at all. We're not talking about Strickland. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you're watching live. But if you're not watching live and you're watching or listening later, and thank you for doing so on either YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, uh, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. If you are watching live on Twitch, then you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. Remember, you can subscribe either with a tiered subscription or with Amazon Prime. Because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did so right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But also remember, it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your boyfriend's boyfriend, your girlfriend's girlfriend, your girlfriend's boyfriend's boyfriend's mom. Anybody. Anybody. It could be anybody's. Amazon Prime account. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can never slide over there by hitting that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. 
Also remember, you can get all of that, but more directly support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Whether you're buying a new game, getting into that brand new multiverses, needing, needing the Founders Pack for that, whether you're over there trying to get, and I see what is wrong, let's go. Give me one second, guys. There we go. Now do we do that? Nope. Boom, boom. All right, there we go. Head over to the Epic Game Store. Whether you're buying a new game, buying an old game, claiming the free games, or getting bucks for Fortnite's Rocket League, or Fall Guys, well, use code PWUnlimited. Trying to get into that brand new multiverses, but you don't want to grind to unlock characters. You just want everybody with the Founders Pack. Use code PWUnlimited at checkout. Tomorrow, you want John Cena and Fortnite? PWUnlimited at checkout. Oh, you want King Woods, The Undertaker, and Asuka and Fall Guys? Again, code PWUnlimited at checkout. Use the code. doesn't cost you anything extra. And you're supporting us. You're supporting us. Again, whether that's getting John Cena for, the, for Fortnite starting tomorrow, whether that's getting... The Undertaker, Asuka, or King Woods in Fall Guys, or even the John Cena and Roman Reigns car skins for Rocket League. Use code PWUnlimited at checkout to support us right here. So with that, we had Dynamite to talk about. It was the, excuse me, Fight for the Fallen edition of AEW Dynamite. And the show itself kicked off with the interim AEW world title on the line. John Moxley defending against Roosh. Now, going into this match, I'm like, how is this going to happen? Because Roosh is one of the kind of guys that doesn't like to lose. But he can't beat Mox. And we saw what happened. Also, JR on commentary just all night. I guess that experiment is no longer. Because they were doing the whole JR on commentary for only the second hour. But he was on commentary the entire show. The entire show. So the match here was fun. It was great. It was dramatic and it was hard hitting. Rush attacked before the bell and sent Moxley into the barricade. Also Regal on commentary as always. Match starts and Roosh brought Moxley back into the ring. Acknowledging him with a corner clothesline and biting at his face. Yeah, you hear me right? Biting at his face. Moxley was then busted open. Of course, it's a Moxley match. You can't have a match without blood. Jose distracted the official. And Roosh swung a chair at Moxley. But Moxley avoided it. And took him out with a suicide dive. He followed this up with the vertical suplex on the floor. Back in the ring, they traded chops. And Roosh got the better of the exchange with a thrust kick. And a okay looking power slam. It ain't no Randy Orton power slam. It ain't like Riddle been doing him recently. I guess you call it a limp power slam. He brought Moxley back to the floor and choked him with an electrical cord. And I'm go, ain't that a DQ? Come on, ref. Bruce continued to dominate throughout a commercial break. There was a big suplex that allowed Moxley to earn some breathing room upon returning. They had another nice strike exchange before trading German suplexes. Moxley was eventually able to take Rush da down with a King Kong lariat. But Roosh cut him off 
with a snap German suplex. Roosh locked on a crossface, but Moxley reversed it into kicking Roosh's head in. Roosh returned fire and uh, with an overhead belly-to-belly to the turnbuckle. He tried to use a super, superplex, but Moxley bit at Roosh's face to buy him some time. Remember, Roosh bit at his face earlier, so it all came full circle. You bite me, I bite you. Jose distracted the official, and Andrade El Idolo would come out. He pushed Moxley off the ropes, and the Lucha Bros would come to make the save. Moxley then rolled up Roosh for a two. Uh, you want to say someone just knocked at my door? Give me one quick second, guys. Sorry about that. Someone was at my door. <clears throat> we can help you get your electric bill down. Let me see your bill and we can see what we can do for you. Fuck these people. Anyways, anyways. Boxley countered the bullhorns into a lariat, but Roosh returned fire with a straight jacket pile driver for a near fall. Boxley avoided another bullhorns and locked on a rear naked choke. Roosh headbutted out of it, uh, headbutted out of it, but right into a death rider for a great near fall. Boxley that applied a bulldog choke. No, rear naked choke. Then transitioned that into a bulldog choke and pick up the victory. Picked up the victory with Roosh passing out. And I'm like, okay, that was cool. Roosh didn't have to get pinned. He passed out. All that good stuff. But what I didn't particularly care for was that in the main event, we had a very similar finish. Daniel Garcia... Brian Danielson, and Danielson doesn't get pinned. He gets passed out. And I go, oh, oh, if you're doing it in your main event or you're doing it in your world title match, you don't do it twice. You don't do it twice. So that I didn't, like, it was cool because it's like, Roosh don't like to lose. So Tony Khan maybe was like, okay, here, we'll do this and that, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to get pinned. You don't have to tap. When you already have one of those finishes on the show, and I don't know, you know, which one I would have cut. You don't need two. You don't need two of the same finish. It's like when people bitch and moan that WWE does two countout finishes or two DQs or whatever, you know. Well, they did two of the same finish here tonight. All right, the poll is live if you are watching on Twitch. So after the match, Judas plays. And Jericho came out accompanied by Sammy Guevara, Angelo Parker, Ty Conti, and Anna Jay. Parker demanded that the AEW Galaxy appreciate them. And I hung my head down. And I just went, God, this shit's so stupid. God, this is so dumb. Jericho congratulated Moxley on an amazing match before putting over his own stable. He said that Jay called him last week wanting an opportunity. Anna Jay, who cut a just horrible promo, said that she is now Anna J-A-S and said that she'd choke everyone out. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Where's the memes of I'll choke out Anna Jay, I'll choke Anna Jay, or Anna Jay can choke me out. I, we're going to get signs. People are going to start making the memes. I, I, I can almost guarantee there's going to be at least one person in that crowd next week that's got a sign that says Anna Jay can choke me out. 
or Anna Jay can choke me or something like that. Like, uh, not good. Not good promo at all by Anna Jay. And uh, yeah, short-sighted. Also, did you notice the way everyone was set up on the stage? You had Jericho in the middle, Ty and Sammy on one side, Angelo Parker and um, Anna Jay on the other. And the first thing I thought was, oh, so Anna Jay and Angelo Parker, they're going to be a thing? They're going to be a, a, a couple? Because they the way everything was positioned, like, unless that's what they're... Because to me, if that's not what they're trying to tell us, then why did Sammy and Ty need to be out there? If they weren't trying to tell us Jericho, you got one couple over here, one couple over here. If not, then I don't know. I don't know what this, why this was needed. So Jericho talked about the brutalization he took at the hands of Eddie Kingston last week, including a broken nose and having to be cut out of the barbed wire spider web. He said, but he beat Kingston, and next he'll beat Moxley. He said, it's been two years, but I'm finally calling in my rematch for the world title. Moxley said that he hated Jericho. And he said, and he's a two-time world champion. He used to look up to Jericho, but everything he's got right now going on is pathetic. The AEW World Championship isn't a sports entertainment championship. It's a professional wrestling championship. And if Jericho has got the balls, then he needs to leave everybody home. He doesn't want the wizard. He wants the guy from the Super J Cup, the Lionheart. And I go, oh, we're just going to get another one of these stupid Jericho personas. Like, the pain maker last week. What, what was that? It's still just damn Jericho. Then we're going to get Lionheart next week. What was that? Jericho going to put the top pony on? Like, it's dumb. I don't want the wizard. I want the Lionheart. It's the same fucking guy. It was announced, though, that the show will be taking place in two weeks. Quake at the castle. I mean, Quake at the lake. So this is not the all-out match. The commentary Excalibur introduced us to, well... New championships. Let's pull those titles up here right now, baby. I don't know why I'm acting excited. I think this is dumb. Because uh, AEW's got too many championships. AEW has too many belts. What? There we go. So AEW introduced the brand new Trios World titles. Not six-man belts. Not... Just regular trios titles or anything like that? No. Trios world titles. They also let us know that a tournament will be taking place to crown the first champions. And the tournament will conclude at All Out. No other real details. We're given on who's going to be in the tournament. But we heard rumors. Kenny's coming back soon. Adam Cole and Red Dragon will be back on the show next week. So I think that's what this is leading to. I think in the end, and, and, and I don't want this to be this predictable, but in the end, I think it's going to be Adam Cole and Red Dragon against Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Dante Martin was backstage with Tony Schiavone, who did all the interviews tonight. He said Guevara has been spending a lot of time backing up Jericho and hanging out with Ty Conti to avoid getting in the ring. Because Sammy's actually not had a singles match since April. 
He's like, Ty, she's going to be with, with Sammy? Well, I got someone here with me. Sky blue. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's his real life girlfriend. Um, so then there was a hilarious video for Ricky Starks ahead of the next match. It was Ricky Starks versus Dan Housen for the FTW Championship. Dan Housen mocks Starks pose at the beginning of the match, the whole however he does it. And Starks simply beat his ass. Dan Housen did hit a pump kick and a Northern Light suplex, but Starks fought out of it. Dan Housen avoided a spear and rolled Starks up for a good near fall, but Starks then hit a spear of his own and pinned him. After the match, Starks says he wants more competition. He wants another challenger, and out came Hook. Hook came out wearing some orange trunks. We've only ever seen him in black. But he came out wearing orange trunks, and Hook laid in some body shots and hit a pump handle suplex right away. Starks laid in some strikes and hit a back suplex, but Hook flipped out of a hip toss. Starks crushed him with a spear and went for the, Ro uh, the Rochambeau, but Hook turned it into a red drum and picked up the victory with submission. Hook is the new FTW champion. Taz seemed a little shocked by all this. So after a commercial break, Tony Schiavone came down and he's with Starks and Hobbs. And they're in the ring and Starks cut an amazing 90-second promo. It was like 90 seconds to two minutes if that. But this promo was fantastic. Stark said that he made the most of his FTW title reign. He said he's done waiting for his turn. People told him you should have taken it. was your turn a, a month ago. It was your turn a year ago. No, it's my turn now. It's my turn always. He's about to say that he and Hobbs will work together to move up together. And then, well, Hobbs attacks him from behind. Hobbs clotheslines him from behind. And you hear Taz on commentary. Whoa, what's going on? Hobbs, what are you doing? And then he hits him with a low blow or a clubbing blow and a nice, hard spine buster. Taz still on commentary. What's going on? I don't understand this at all. They're like, Taz, is Team Taz imploding? He's like, I don't know. What's going on here? First hook and now Hobbs? Hobbs, why would you do such a thing to Ricky? So I don't know if Taz is really just confused or if Taz was playing it up. And then next week, he's going to come out and be like, ha, ha, ha. We kicked out Ricky Starks because he was the weak link. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more of Team Taz might be dying. Might be dead. Might be done. They claimed they're backstage. They hyped up an upcoming match they had with the Gun Club. Next up, we had Semi Guevara versus Dante Martin. Ty Conti and... Sky Blue are both at ringside. I feel like the match itself, like all the action, and there's something on my nose, all the action and all that stuff, really good. But a little overbooked. Just a little overbooked. Try to get a little too cute with it. Um, so they fought up on the ramp early on where Dante landed a nice diving senton after running off the stage. After a break, Guevara countered a springboard dive with a rising knee. And returned fire with, uh, with a top, uh, with a tope of his own. This was after Sammy already tried to run away. Back inside the ring, Dante hit an inverted suplex for a two. He followed this up with a standing Spanish fly for two more. There's a full Nelson bomb that got yet another two for Dante. Guevara then countered another dive into a cutter, which didn't look all that great on on, on Dante's part because he took it weird. 
Sammy then hits the GTH and picks up the victory. So after the match, Guevara and Conti are beating down Dante, and Sky Blue's just standing there watching. She's just at ringside watching. Finally does get in the ring and in front of Sammy before he goes for a 630 splash, when Anna Jay would then run down and took out Sky Blue as she and Conti beat her down. Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Ruby Soho would then run down to chase off the heels, and Guevara and his girls ran away. So there we go. There we go. So in the back, Daniel Garcia cut a promo. They asked about his upcoming match with Brian and Danielson. Garcia said that Danielson has been gone for months and that he's been here every week, getting better, learning, and honing his craft. He said, it's time for me to send you on a permanent vacation back home on vacation with your family. You can go over there and play in the garden with your wife and kids. So then they'll call me the best technical sports entertainer in the world. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutton, Sat and M. Singh were backstage. Lethal complained about his match with Samoa Joe, but then turned his attention to best friends, who just so happened to be right off screen. Like, really? Really? Dutton then challenged them to a three-on-three -three match on Rampage. The match is official. Yes, Sanjay Dutt will be wrestling his first match ever since 2017. Not first match ever, ever, but his first match since 2017. How long has it been since Sanjay has wrestled? The Jungle Boy came out with Luchasaurus. He took a moment to consider Shivani's question of, what are your thoughts on what's going been going on with Christian Cage? And he said, quote, Christian Cage, you're the biggest pussy I've ever met in my entire life. Crowd loved that. He said that he didn't get, get at first why Christian was so bitter. It was just, one match, it was just a one match bonus. But then he remembered that Christian was strapped for cash because his wife had divorced him. I'm like, whoa, is that real? Is that true? I don't know. Christian and his wife, they've been together for a long time, like a long time. So if they're really getting a divorce, oh, buddy. But I don't know if that's real or not. He said he just kept going on Christian. He just that Christian needed someone to protect him. So he found a monster. But that monster is Jungle Boy's best friend. He was only being protective. He uh, was only being protected for Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy wants to be the first one to get his hands. Okay, hold on, I wrote this way wrong. He was only protecting Christian because Jungle Boy wanted to be the first to get his hands on Christian. So he didn't want anybody else to get at Christian. I guess... That's an okay way to explain all of that. It's basically, I'm going to protect Christian so no one else can touch him until Jungle Boy can touch him. Like, okay, cool. Eh. Jungle Boy says that he can't take anything from Christian. Or, yeah, Jungle Boy, uh, Jungle Boy said he can take anything Christian can throw at him. Jungle Boy started talking about his father. You know, three years ago, him and his uncle were, I, I guess he said Digging up the grave for his dad. Like they buried him themselves. Okay. But then things got a little botchy. 
So Jungle Boy's talking, and all of a sudden it cuts to the back, and Christian's like, whoa, 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 whoa let me cut you off for a second. And Jungle Boy just keeps on talking. And Christian's like, hey, so um, um, I'm trying to talk here. Hello. And Jungle Boy just keeps on talking. And finally Tony Schiavone's like, there, up there, up there. So I don't know if their cue was off, and maybe Christian wasn't shown on the uh, big screen in time early in. I don't know. But there was bad timing here because Christian's trying to cut him off, and Jungle Boy just keeps on going, yeah, and and I was crying tears, making mud, and this, and, and, and but it was three years, and Christian's kind of just like, excuse me, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> but anyways, he said Luchasaurus saw over the past, the Luchasaurus he saw over the past few weeks, is how Christian could lead him. That's the Luchasaurus he could be. But instead of being Jungle Boy's lap dog, he said that he'd put Jungle Boy in a body bag. Jungle Boy won't have to worry about Christian insulting his dead father because he'll be cozy up right next to him anyways. He said, quote, You told me all your secrets, and now I'm going to prey on your weakness. And he did some like thing with his face where like weakness. I'm like, okay. But I get, I like that. I like where he goes. And then he should have done the whole thing. I've learned everything about you, but I didn't teach you everything about me. That He should have said that part about it. Because it's supposed to be the, the, the new guy learns everything about the vet, the veteran. You know what I mean? So he should have said the line of, I know everything about you. I taught you a lot of things, but I didn't teach you everything. You know what I mean? The Young Bucks were backstage. They didn't want to be on the Cutler cam. But Cutler wanted to know about them challenging possibly for the trios championships. When up would come Hangman Page. Hangman walked up. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, happy birthday, happy birthday. And he looks at Nick Jackson and goes, your birthday's tomorrow, Nick, right? Yeah, happy early birthday, Nick. And then up comes Dark Order. And they interrupt. And they're like, hey, we did this and that. And, da, 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 da. and the whole time, um, um, um. Uh, why is his name all of a sudden? Not John Silver. Alex Reynolds was looking at the Young Bucks like, what are you guys doing here? Like, he's confused. Uh, Evil Uno kept on talking and everything, and the Bucks just walk off. And Heyman kept looking back at them. And Cutler said something I didn't write down, and they're like, screw you, Brandon. We're done. Cut it. We're done. And they just walk off. So it's like, are they teasing that they want Hangman to be with them for the trios titles? I'm not 100% sure what this was leading to. I, I, I was a little confused by all of this. Next up, we had a one-on-two handicap match. Swerve Strickland against Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Keith Lee barred from ringside. Swerve was able to fight off both men at the start, but an eventual distraction from Sterling allowed Nice to take control. Sterling inadvertently tagged himself in, but then he fled. The Swerve continued to beat on Nice. Swerve got Sterling into the ring and hit a jumping thrust kick to pick up the victory. After the match, all of a sudden the cameras cut backstage and it's Josh the Good Woods standing tall over Keith Lee, who he had just laid out. Nice then attacked Swerve in the ring from behind and teased the tag team title uh, challenge. So is it Tony Nice and Josh Woods together? Is this the thing now? Are they a group? Are they a new tag team? Because, I mean, and WWE has the same problem. You've got tag teams, but what do you want to do when you want to make challengers? You just throw two random people together. 
AEW does this often. WWE does this a lot. And it's like, come on. You've got established tag teams that have been there for a while. Push one of them. We had a video where Malachi Black addresses Miro. Trying to recruit Miro for the House of Black. Brody King said he attacked Darby Allen just because he can. No real reason, just because he can. And now, he wants Darby in a coffin match. Next up, and I'm going to butcher this name. We had the AEW Women's World Championship on the line. It was Thunder Rosa defending against Mayu Yashimida. Yamashita? Yamashita? Yamashita. Uh, Magalore says, where is, where is Josh from? Like, where, like, what city? What town? He came from ROH. Where he lives, where he hails from? Like, if I know. I don't know much of Josh Woods other than some of the stuff he did in ROH, and he was pure champion. I don't really know much about Josh Woods. I'm going to be completely honest. So these two women had a fun technical match. It was all right. Rosa eventually dragged Yamashita onto the apron, but Yamashita was able to sweep Rosa's legs. Rosa, Rosa avoided running a running knee and landed a shotgun dropkick, followed by a chop on the floor. Yamashita then came back and dominated with some kicks through a commercial break. Once back, Rosa hit a, cutter a corner clothesline and a slingshot knee drop. She followed it up with a running drop kick and a northern light suplex for a two. Yamashita returned fire with a high kick, and then they traded forearms in the center of the ring. She hit another high kick and hung on a Casadora for a German suplex bridge for a two. Yamashita then fought out of a Fire Thunder driver and hit a step-up kick, followed by a uh, skull kick. Rosa then grabbed the ropes for a good near fall. They traded some roll-ups and whatnot, and Yamashita hit a sick kick combination. Rosa then hit a roundhouse kick and a Fire Thunder driver for the victory. So, I mean, okay match. Nothing special or anything. It's the second time we've seen this because Yamashita defeated um, Thunder Rosa in Japan to earn the shot. So then we got some stuff announced for next week and this Friday, actually. It was Matt Seidel for Rampage. Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty against Ethan Page and Leon Ruff. Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho. No, no, no. I, I messed that up. Matt Seidel versus Lee Moriarty. Ethan Page versus Leon Ruff. Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho. And Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh with Sanjay Dutt against Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. Then next week on AEW Dynamite, just a plain Dynamite, the Undisputed Elite will return. Thunderstorm will take on Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, as well as Christian Cage against Matt Hardy. Finally, in two weeks, the AEW Interim World Championship will be on the line when John Moxley defends against Chris Jericho. And speaking of Jericho, Jericho is on commentary for our main event match. It was Daniel Garcia against Brian Danielson. This match was amazing. So good. Oh, so good. I loved it. I mean, my only criticism, again, is like I talked earlier about the finish because we already had in the world title match a pass-out finish, so we didn't need another one. Danielson took it right to Garcia as soon as the match, like before the match even started. He attacked him on the floor and laid in some ground and pound back in the ring. Garcia gained an advantage and sent Danielson hard into the barricade on the outside. He then exposed the concrete by pulling up the pads. He then took uh, too long and Danielson laid in some yes kicks and a running knee on the outside. 
back in the ring. Danielson laid, landed a missile drop kick, and he landed hard. Part of the story with Danielson returning from his injury. They played up a couple of times that Danielson may not be 100% and may have hurt himself again. They played it up like two or three times in this match. Excuse me, Garcia capitalized and landed some strikes. While Danielson was able to hit a step-up corner evasion, he collapsed immediately afterwards again. Is he still is he still hurt? Garcia took control by sending Danielson into the steps and DDTing him onto the concrete. Back from the commercial, Danielson was busted open. He tried to make a comeback, but Garcia was relentless in his attack. He fought on the top rope where Danielson gained the upper hand after an avalanche back suplex. Danielson laid in a combina kick combination before hitting the more yes kicks. Danielson was about to kick Garcia's head in, but Garcia countered into a rear naked choke. Danielson escaped out of it and got a cattle mutilation before transitioning it into a tiger suplex for a near fall. Garcia caught an elbow and laid in a hammer and an anvil elbow of his own. Garcia, I know Danielson, then returned the favor by hitting a regalplex for a good near fall. Uh, Hot Rod Bubba, we're actually going to talk about that in a minute. Garcia then countered the Busaku knee into a cradle and hit a fisherman's suplex for a two. Uh, Danielson cradled Garcia for a two of his own, but Garcia slapped him. Danielson then returned the favor after another strike exchange. Danielson hit a Busaku knee. He went for the label lock, but Garcia made it to the ropes to force the break and forcing Danielson to recover with a running knee. As they went back uh, in the ring, Danielson went, uh, Danielson's foot was grabbed by somebody under the ring, reaching up through the, the skirt, the ring skirt. And he's trying to pull away, and he's trying to pull away, and he's trying to pull away, and this guy's got his leg, whoever it is. We've learned it's Jake Hager. And after a long battle, Danielson kind of just passes out. Well, actually, no, I, I skipped the line. Garcia finally grabs him, hits him with the pile driver, puts him in a sharpshooter, transitions it into like an STFS kind of move. I'm not sure exactly what it was. And after a long battle, Danielson just passes out. Danielson just passes out. So technically, the ref calls the match, and Daniel Garcia defeats Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson. Sorry, I watched the Bellas thing, the, the A&E doc, and they said Daniel Bryan like 1,200 times in that. You can't tell Brie Bella's story in WWE without Daniel Bryan. So that's why I keep, I kept thinking all day, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. Anyways, so... Danielson loses. Garcia wins because Danielson passes out. After the match, it was revealed that Jake Hager was the one who grabbed the foot. The JAS then came down to celebrate as the show goes off the air. So there we go. But I want to say the biggest news to come out of tonight's AEW Dynamite, the biggest news to come out of tonight's show is the news that, well, we know now when AEW will run for the first time outside of the United States. We now know when they will run for the first time outside of the U.S. of A. AEW did officially announce tonight that they'll be going to Canada. They'll be going to Toronto, the Coca-Cola Coliseum, on Wednesday, October 12th, and Thursday, October 13th. Seems like they will be doing Dynamite on the Wednesday, of course, but my question is, does that mean Rampage is on Thursday? Is Rampage on Thursday that week, or are they just taping it on the Thursday? That I don't know, but this is big news, because it is officially the first time All Elite Wrestling 
will run a show outside of the United States. Really, really cool news here. Again, they will be in Toronto for the Co at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. So if you're in Toronto or any of the surrounding areas, try to get a ticket. Try to get a ticket for their Canadian debut. I think they said tickets will go on sale. Yeah, the graphic here says... I can pull this off real fast. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. AEW Ticks and Ticketmaster.ca. So that's really, really cool that AEW will be finally debuting in Canada in just a little over a month and a half. Just a little over. Well, no. August. Two and a half months. Two and a half months. Just a little over two and a half months. But with that, guys, that is AEW Dynamite. I thought the show overall was all right, but had a lot of good wrestling in it. Had a lot of good wrestling, and that's what you need. A wrestling show with a lot of good wrestling. But you know what I thought of the show? Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's show. Remember, you can let me know by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. But first, let's check the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, split, split, split. Three-way tie. 33% liked it. 33% thought it was all right. And 33% did not like it. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 81% liked tonight's show, 13% didn't, and 4% thought it was just all right. And as far as the YouTube community poll does go, let's refresh that really fast, see if we missed anything. 66% liked the show, 22% thought it was just all right, and 12% did not like it. Uh, this person says, great show, a lot better than last week. This is great show, can't wait for them to come to Toronto, 15 minutes away from my place, cool, Faz. Um, or phase, and this person says, um, this person says, get rid of the fake lawyer. Talking about Mark Sterling. But as far as text messages do go, um, this one here says, what are your thoughts on Claudio Castanulli becoming the new Ring of Honor World Champion? Eh, it's whatever, because uh, a title really almost doesn't mean much anymore. Person says, uh, do you think guys like Mox and Miro would go back to WWE since Triple H and Stephanie are running the place? That's something I can't say. That's something I can't say because I don't know. They're guys that didn't get released. They left on their own. So there's reasons they left. Was it Vince? Maybe. Was it not Vince? Who knows? And the final text message here does state, does the introduction of the trios titles mean that Omega is coming back soon? Yeah, I do believe so. Because I think it was Fightful had a report last week that Kenny Omega is possibly coming back soon. He's going to be involved in whatever this big program for the Young Bucks is. And then, like I said earlier, I think it's going to end up being in the finals of this trios title tournament, Omega and the Bucks against Red Dragon and Cole. But with that, guys, that's all we got. Time to wrap things up. I do want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. Thank you if you're watching later, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or if you're listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, uh, Anchor, and so much more. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Wednesday night. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you back here Friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up. Have a good one, guys.